Welcome to Mountain Page Musings, broadcasted from Mountain Page Theater in Saluda, North Carolina. I am your host, Sam Woodbury. And I am your co-host, Ashley Sandall. We are here to talk about everything in the Southern Blue Ridge. And interview all of the coolest people in our area. So settle in for Mountain Musings. Hey guys, welcome to episode four, and uh, if you're watching the YouTube channel, we are literally sitting in front of the Emerald City with the, the rainbow behind us and the hills and the yellow brick road, and we just got off our first weekend of The Wizard of Oz. The kids did amazing. <laughs> they oh, did yeah, they so were. good. I mean, literally these kids. I, like, cried at one point, opening night, the second that the Jitterbug song, the black lights came on, and the whole audience went crazy. I was standing in the back like, oh, oh, it's so good. Oh, God, it was just, they're just so good. I'm so proud of these kids. It's so fun. Um, But we are here today um, with one of my oldest friends and my best friend of all time. Her name is Sarah Louise French, and she is the one that does the music for our podcast um uh, so we're going to interview her and we are going to get a couple of songs out of her i think and we're super excited sam what do you have going on well i've just got a, a few questions and uh i'm excited to listen to her live cool yeah all right um we'll go ahead fire away folks i'm just here for moral support welcome to the <laughs> show sarah thanks for having me yes so uh, how about a little bit of background, like where you're from? and Yeah, so as Ashley mentioned, we're both, we both went to high school together um, up in New England, Massachusetts, Central Mass. Um, that's where we met. I'm from a little farm town um, called Sterling, Massachusetts, which is just north of Worcester. Um, I grew up on a little apple farm there oh. that's been in my family since 1912. Oh, wow. So, so you, you have heirloom lunch. apples and things we like do. that? Oh, yeah. wow. So, you know, we're right in the middle of apple country here. Yes. You know, Henderson County is, uh, I think, the 12th largest apple producing county in the country. Oh, cool. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Very it's, cool. Of I course, Washington that. State has, you know, but still for. Yeah. And we have about half the acreage that we used to have. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a bummer. Yeah, well, a lot happening. of happening. It's happening where we're at. In yeah, the too. a lot of yeah. kids don't want to follow in the the, the parents' footsteps. Yeah, so. yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah, that's where I was born and raised. Little apple farm in central Massachusetts. Um, I went to UMass Amherst for college, which so I lived a little bit in Western Mass, which is beautiful country yeah it's a lot like here isn't it yeah it's beautiful yeah the berkshires are amazing um that's where james taylor lives is um out that way um so lived out there for a while um that's kind of where i started so i've always been a singer i've always loved music i took piano lessons growing up um have just I I can't remember a time where i didn't sing i like i was the the little girl that I would like find the tone of the vacuum cleaner and like start harmonizing with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I've just like I've just always been I've just always so liked it was singing. in the genes. Something, yeah. Does anybody else in your family have that? Yeah, musicality? my my grandfather was a great singer and harmonica player. Um, my 
grandmother on my dad's side was a piano teacher. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, there's music in the family. Um, but, yeah, so just have always been a singer. Um, and then when I was out in UMass, I somehow became friends with just a whole troop of amazing people who are all musicians. So we would just hang out by, like, the campfires um, you know, college party campfires and we'd be playing guitars and mandolins and banjos and violins and we'd have djembes and that's kind of where I got my start of performing and playing with other people and sharing the, the things that, you know, the songs that I was writing or the songs that I was learning, but that's kind of where I picked up guitar. Um, I spent my childhood, you know, learning piano and um, studying classical voice um, but started playing guitar in college. And then from there, it just, I just started writing lots of songs and um, headed out to Colorado. Um, I spent three summers working on a ranch out there. Well, where was the ranch? It was in Red, a little town called Red Feather Lakes, which is just north of Fort Collins. Oh, because I had a cousin that lived in Fort Collins, so I visited the area. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome, awesome area. So I spent some time out there, and that summer I was freshly 21, and um, so would go to the local pub and became good friends with the bartender. And she was like, I'm gonna have a, a Memorial Day party. You should come, you should bring your guitar. I had just spent the, the summer just traveling and busking. I don't know if you know what busking yes. is. Oh, yes, busking, yeah, yes. just playing in the streets. Um, <laughs> and so, she was like, bring your guitar, we're gonna have like a big campfire and a barbecue and there's gonna be a ton of people from town and I was kind of, you know, new to town. Um, and so I did, I went and I brought my guitar and I sang around the campfire like I typically did, you know, in college and stuff. And it turns out that her father was the owner of the pub. And so at the end of the party, he came up and he said, hey, do you wanna come and play for us every Friday night? I'll pay a hundred bucks and feed you dinner. So that whole summer, I spent playing at the local Pop Belly Pub <laughs> in Red Pot Feather Belly Lakes, Pop. Colorado. And yes. extra beer money. Yep, exactly. Oh, that's nice. And so that's kind of where I got hooked on, like, performing out. So, and then, yeah, I've just been doing it for, that was probably 10 years ago. And I've just uh, been doing it. It's been a side hustle for a really long time. Um, I have a degree in environmental science from UMass. So I recently spent the last 10 years um, working in the environmental consulting world oh, wow. and kind of having music as a side hustle. And I just recently in August left the corporate world and I'm trying to pursue music and art full time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's where awesome. I'm at now. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Now, <laughs> uh, I was curious. Uh, I wasn't familiar with with uh, the music that uh, of, of Massachusetts. I was curious because of what a lot you play is what traditionally what we hear around here mm, and yeah. also in the Colorado music scene with a lot of the influences of people like Leftover Salmon and uh, Hot Rise and bands like that I mean uh, so have you always played this more traditional type music or um I I guess so I mean um it's a lot of very easy kind of chord progression. So I feel like in my limited ability in playing guitar, 
Um, that's kind of where I started out in writing songs was kind of a very traditional gotcha. style. Um, and I also feel like just living in Colorado, I really fell in love with old, you know, old, con- like classic country, um, bluegrass. Well, you know, that was one of the major uh, places where country rock from the 70s evolved, you know, from the uh, Graham Parker and Poco, Pure Prairie League. Uh, Flying Burrito Brothers, a lot yeah. of those bands, yeah. that, and then uh, and I had friends that would go ski in Colorado. I'm from Asheville, and they would bring back new uh, music, and I was like, "Wow!" I didn't realize there was such a connection of of the traditional uh, Appalachian style music that was being embraced through bluegrass in uh, in uh, Colorado. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that that was you know part of my education of uh, wow it's uh, it's not just this area. For sure, yeah, it's definitely kind of transcended. Do you uh, have any particular influences from Colorado, or just a, or is it just a, a holistic type influence of the you know? I, I feel like I have so many influences, you know, throughout my whole life, really. Well, sure, you, you know? draw on all of those. Yeah, things, you? exactly. You know, I. I grew up with, you know, with my mom listening to, um, you know, we listened to a lot of like Jimmy Buffett and Paul Simon and, you know. Um, oh, those are not bad songwriters, are they? Right, right. <laughs> and, um, you know, she would always quiz me in the car, Sarah, who's playing, you know. And so I got to learn all the kind of classic rock and just kind of all that 60s and 70s pop. I think that's a huge influence for me. Um, you know, when I do my cover gigs, that's a lot of the songs that I'm yeah. playing is, is a lot of that 60s and 70s pop, um, folk. You know, I love Joni Mitchell. Um, well, yeah, that's she's Just all the, yeah, all the great um, songwriters. Gordon Lightfoot. Um, yeah, we just lost him last we week. We just lost him, yeah. We're losing all the good ones. Mm. That's so sad. Well, but, I've noticed you have a guitar. Uh, would you like to... Uh, Give us a, a treat and play something for to. us. I would love to, yeah. Um, I was thinking I'd do my Colorado song since we talked about okay. Colorado. Um, do you guys need me to get closer to the mic or is it, will it pick it up pretty well? Yeah, it looks like it's picking it up. Perfect. Well, I'm 
So now that you're uh, venturing out to follow your dream, uh, do you have like an agent or do you have to do the booking or do you have... I'm doing everything right now myself. I was just talking to Ashley about this the other day, how I need to start looking into getting some people that I trust for a management team, you know, to help with booking. And how do you go about that? Administrative. Um, I think you just find people that you trust, you know. Um, and I'm also just kind of navigating it and going about it, um, you know, just, I'm just doing my thing and if, and just meeting people along the way and okay. kind of figuring it out along the way. But right now I've been doing a lot of, um, kind of private event type stuff. Oh. So like country clubs, um, you know, weddings, corporate events, stuff like that to try and So you're a wedding singer, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't do a ton of weddings, but um, yeah, doing a lot of gigs like that. And then on the side, um, just trying to make my art, trying to write music, trying to get it, um, you know, professionally recorded um, all independently, which, you know, is a lot. You yeah. know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of money. Um, but the music industry is such a fickle interesting industry to be in you have to be careful well the, so. the, the good thing though is now ever since Ani DeFranco has pretty much been in charge of her music and showed everybody else hey you know you don't have to go to have the right and you know you exactly. can uh, record your own stuff people yeah. put it online yeah uh, I was able to I'm talk at. to Tony Joe White uh, one day and he said oh I don't want to to have any record contract he goes I own everything I do now my son has a, a, a studio in my house he says we'll record something uh, I'll put it out he'll put it out over the internet he goes and then I'll tour for three weeks because that you know being older now he said I that's about all I could do then I come back and fish yeah <laughs> yeah and he says now I don't have to answer to the man and be at, right. the, at the mercy that's of that. kind of where I'm at I'm trying to you know navigate it independently and see where I can get with it um I'm currently working on a an EP um the the theme of it is going to be heavy suitcase um so like my songs that I'm writing and that are going to be on this album um for me heavy suitcase is very much the burden carrying around you know that burden of life and I feel like we all have that we're carrying baggage we're carrying whatever so that's kind of the theme but I feel like it could be interpreted um you know in different ways for different people you know a heavy suitcase could mean like going on a fun trip or oh that's true so and that's that's my current kind of um project that I'm working on I have two songs recorded one is released I released it um, this past International Women's Day, oh. which is March 8th. Um, it's a song called The Woman in Me, and I actually recorded the music video for it in here in downtown Saluda. Oh. Yeah, so you'll have to check that out. It's okay. on YouTube. Where did you uh, record this? Where did I record the music for yeah, it? Yeah. I, um, it's a 
a studio called Dirt Floor Recording Studio. It's in Haddam, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So much of your uh, recording contacts and stuff like that, engineers, people like that, are from uh, the Northeast. Yeah. Well, that's that's your home base, you know, yep. where you were raised. And like you said, to the people that you trust. Yeah, exactly. And Eric, the producer I'm working with, Eric Lichter, um, he's amazing. He's a multi-instrumentalist um, and just an awesome guy, awesome musician. Um, he's very much in the style of kind of folky Americana blues, you know, I, I feel like we just click oh, yeah. uh, musically, you know, he get, I can send him a, you know, little voice memo on my phone of a song I just wrote and he'll turn it into, he can, he uh, manipulates it and just, um, yeah. Like, he says, what do you think about this? It. Or what do you think about this? Yeah. Or, what do you think and he's about just this? awesome to work with. We have a really good, like working rapport. So he's been good to work with. Um, so yeah, the EP I'm working on will be out of that studio, I'm working with him and his engineers. Well, since you're on the road, do uh, you work out of a van or a car or uh, what is? So I, um, I own a two-family home in Worcester that I rent my downstairs out. Um, I have a year lease on my downstairs apartment, and then my apartment, which is all furnished with my stuff. I've been airbnb for when I'm on the road, and I bought an RV. Oh. So I have an RV that... Oh, so when you I, carry your home with you. I carry my <laughs> home with me, yeah. Oh, that's that's even better. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing uh, winters in the Carolinas and Florida, um, just gigging around those areas, and then my summers in the Northeast, Maine, Cape Cod, Connecticut, New Hampshire, that... Oh, you being a singer-songwriter, you don't go to Boston, do you? I mean, that's the <laughs> holy grail of uh, yeah, singer-songwriters. That's I know, what I, I heard. Yeah, I don't do a ton of gigging in Boston. There's a lot of competition there, there, isn't there. There is, yeah. Um, Club Passim is historically has a um, just always has really amazing singer-songwriters. Um, they have what's called the Iguana um, f uh, Fund, which is basically a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a grant oh. that they give out every year for singer songwriters in the area. Um, and they're awesome. I've been thinking about getting down. They do pretty, uh, awesome open mic nights every week. So I've been trying, I've been thinking about getting down there. Um, I've also been spending a lot of time in Woodstock, New York, Oh yeah. which they have, um, a venue called the colony and they do a really cool open mic. Um, and just such, I mean, it's such an amazing yeah. So arts many people, community. <laughs> so many people think in Woodstock is just you know of the of the the big show that was there, but us you know you've no, got yeah. I mean that's where it's so much more than that's that. where Bob Dylan and the band did a lot of their stuff. I mean mm -hmm. you know the Pink House. Lee Von Helm you know, lived there forever and ever. I mean there's a lot of lot of uh, uh, again it's a lot like Western North Carolina with uh, organic music mm -hmm. and art scene that we have around the Southern Blue Ridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What in Woodstock? It's only about like a two, two and a half hour drive from Worcester, from where I live. Oh, okay. So it's like an easy spot to go hang out um, for the weekends. And just, yeah, there's just amazing music and art around every corner. Um, amazing people. It's just this vortex <laughs> of <laughs> awesome. A lot of creativity. Oh, so much. Yeah. And you can just tell that it's, it's just seeped in that for years and years and years. It's a really cool spot. Well, why don't you uh, play us a song that's uh, more of the Northeast type? Unless you don't feel like it. 
I mean, I don't, what is, what is, what is the Northeast type mean? Well, I don't, I I don't even know what that means. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm fishing for something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. something off the new EP. Yeah. I could do the um, song that I just released. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that one. Let me, I'm going to um, tune this up a okay. little bit more. Just Well, maybe while she's tuning that, we'll do our weekly yak attack. Mm-hmm. Be right back, folks. What was your favorite part about being in the play this weekend? The munchkins. The munchkins? You do such a good job as a munchkin. Do you remember the song? You want to sing the song? Are you sure? How about the jitterbug dance? Did you like that one? Oh, the jitterbug. That was fun. The jitterbug. What do you feel like when you're up on the stage and all the people are watching you? How does that make you feel? I don't like You don't like it? I don't like when there's a whole bunch of people. You don't? Do you have stage fright? You didn't seem like you did, so you were just... I can hear you all the way in the very back. You did so good. Yes, you did. So we're talking to Nora right now. She is one of our youngest Yak members. Nora is four years old, and she is a munchkin and a jitterbug and a poppy in The Wizard of Oz. What do you think about that poppy scene? Good. Do you like that pretty red flower you have to wear on your head? Mm-hmm. Did you have fun learning the dance with all your good friends? Yeah. All the different dances and the different songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite song in The Wizard of Oz? I actually like the part where the Wicked Witch comes out. She is really funny, isn't she? We have the world's best Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. I really think there could be no better than <laughs> Abigail. She really is kind of scary sometimes, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Can you do that laugh like how she does it? Come on, try. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 you can do it better than me. You were laughing like that yesterday. No, she wasn't. She got in the car and she was laughing like the Wicked Witch laugh. And I was like, let's just hope to God this is a temporary laugh situation. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You were? I wasn't being funny. You were acting. You are a little comedian, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the favorite dance you did for the play? Did you like Yeah. yeah. That was a fun one. Very fun, huh? Did you have face paint on for that? Yeah. What were the colors? Purple. What was around your eyes? I don't think that was one of the colors. What was the color around your eyes? Green. Yellow. No, yellow yellow wasn't on my eyes. No. Green was on my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, and they had all glow-in-the-dark stripes on their shirts. And it was just... It was great fun. You guys stole the show, I think, you jitterbugs. The cuckoo boo-boo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That was our weekly yak attack. Uh, coming back with a song from Sarah. We talk about tomorrow drizzling 
music video it was recorded right in downtown Saluda. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. By yours truly. So. Yes, by this one. <laughs> so uh, when is the EP going to drop? That is to, to be determined. <laughs> um, hopefully, um, I'm actually in the process right now of putting together a fundraising concert um back up in massachusetts it's going to be june 4th okay um hopefully yeah hoping to raise some funds to finish it off but i'm thinking probably early 2024 oh yeah that's a thousand dollars a song for her to record it's a lot yeah yeah why would we just got a recording from mountain page theater i I know that's true so uh if you (laughs) want a copy of that maybe we can negotiate a cheaper price yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to convince sarah to move down here and last night i spent a really large portion of the evening trying to talk her into being burnt in mary poppins (laughs) (laughs) in case we don't have alan so (sighs) she said she'd be mary poppins and i could be burnt but I don't think I'm going to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Well, I mean, I don't know if you realize, within three hours of here is about 10 million people. Yeah. That takes you from Charleston to Southwest Virginia to yeah. almost Greensboro to... I love this Atlanta. area. Yeah. Atlanta, you know. I so. love this area. I'm, I'm seriously contemplating it. I um, just need to make sure I can find work. Yeah. Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, right? Yeah. Just in this, within an hour is one and a half million people. Yeah. Totally. So you could probably have a lot of, a lot of action. This hope. Yeah. Yep. And I've kind of been, like as I mentioned, I've been doing, um, the Carolinas and Florida, um, during the winters. Um, so I've been sort of networking the East Coast, trying to meet as many people as I can and grab, you know, gigs here and there where I can. Well, the Asheville scene's pretty, pretty hot. I love it. Yeah. 
It is awesome here. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be here next year. Okay. We, we need to find our place to park our camper for a long term. Yeah, right? A little septic hookup and everything. The Orchard that Lake Campground awesome. is like $900 a month. That's crazy. I know. It really is expensive. Yeah. It's a cute little campground, though. So if anybody out there in the ether knows of a spot that I can yeah. park my RV, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, and good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you. And be Thank safe on well. the road. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. See you next time. Time is forgiveness, but memories are last Like a letter unwritten, or a gift never given Seems a dime a dozen is a love that won't last But our calloused hearts will surpass Don't call me baby, don't whisper my name Don't tell her Our callous hearts will surpass